Thank you for listening to the Convergence House of Prayer podcast. Please enjoy this message by guest speaker, Pastor Brent Locker. Thank you. Wow. I, uh, after that worship, I think I'm, I'm good to go. I think I could just leave. Um, so uh, I want to return the, the, the honor to um, Greg and Wendy. We've, we've actually, Suzanne and I have known them for, we figured, 18 or 19 years. Uh, when we actually, the first time we met them was our worship team. They invited us to worship on a, a New Year's Eve night um, at Harvest House, for those of you that go way back. So anyway, um, just love their hearts. Every time we're with them, we, we, we're with them a few times a year in some way, shape, or fashion, and our hearts are just instantly connected. And uh, I'm so grateful to God for you and for Greg and for the hearts you carry uh, for this region and for Jesus. Um, yay. So we get, to, we get to do life with them and do the kingdom with them, and uh, it's such a, a great honor to be here. Um, tonight, uh, or yeah, today, sorry, I'm used to tonight. That was last night. Uh, I'm going to talk about intimacy and authority, and uh, let's see if this works. Yay. Awesome team. Good job. Uh, Yeah, I'm just still kind of soaking in the afterglow here. Thank you, Father, for uh, the tenderness of your heart for us, and Lord, in some ways, it is, it is hard to go on because um, intimacy with you is, is the goal. It is the key to everything. It is our joy. It is our, it is our inheritance. Somehow, Lord, you say that we are your inheritance and that you are ours. The depth of that is beyond what we can understand, but we, we enter into that. And I, we just say, Holy Spirit, have your way right now. Have your way. Do whatever you want in our hearts. In Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to make a couple declarations right off the, right off the bat. That um, These are my own declarations, just things that I have been feeling in the depth of my heart, that 2019 is a year to experience deeper intimacy and heart connection with our loving Heavenly Father, our beautiful Savior Jesus, and with tender Holy Spirit in a measure beyond what we've seen or known to be possible. Can I hear an Amen. Come on. And here's, here's part two. And, and uh, I had these even before Greg asked me to. He did ask me to speak on something in particular. But this was already in my heart. So, uh, And that is that 2019 is also a year. We're going to back up there. It's also a year to know our authority. To understand our authority. And to walk in our authority. In a measure beyond what we've seen or known to be possible. Something in my heart is so amped up in my spirit. Um, we've, Suzanne and I have been uh, pastors in, in our region for 30 years. Um, we've been around the block a few times. We have seen God moving in amazing ways. And I have to tell you, um, there are times, okay, we, all, we know theologically God's always with us. He's always present. We're never apart from him. But I can tell you that when I look across at the world or at the body of Christ, there are certainly times in history when there seems to be an increase 
of more people being hungry and, and connecting with them easier. I've been through some of those. And I feel like in, in some ways there's been a little bit of a lull. Um, and lulls are, are an okay thing. A lull does not mean God's not moving. He's always moving in our hearts. Our roots are going down deeper. I believe in previous moves of God, we learn things as a body of Christ that we had to learn. Just really quickly, like if you go, can go way back to the Jesus movement of the 70s, probably most of you can't, but if you can, uh, huge move of God. But what the body of Christ learned back then is we didn't have mothers and fathers in place. So we couldn't sustain this big move of God. Well, guess what? Mothers and fathers are everywhere now. We got that heart. Do you see what he does? He, he gives us big tastes and he says, okay, that was good, but there's some things that aren't in place yet. I would even say even the, um, the, the late, uh, sorry, the late, the 90s, mid 90s to the early 2000s was a huge move. Next move of God, another move of God. And, um, and it was wonderful. And it was, it was actually kind of located around a few places like Toronto, like um, Pensacola, Florida. Awesome, amazing move of God. I was there because wherever it is, I'm hungry, I'm there, I'm going. Um, but also there were things we had to learn as the body of Christ. And, and, and one of those was even how it was kind of centralized. It was, it was coming into one place, really. And, um, and, and what I'm seeing today, the move of God that's coming is it is so not centralized. It is everywhere. And, um, and, and in this move, I want to tell you that one of the reasons why God is going gonna, is gonna to take this higher, further, deeper than we've ever seen before has a lot to do with the heart connection of, of leaders in the kingdom of God. And I want to say our, our relationship with Greg and Wendy is just one example of that. Um, uh, Suzanne and I, we are, we are friends with and, and mentors to many, many pastors around the Bay Area and other parts of the world. But I have to tell you, things are changing rapidly. I would even say in the last three to five years, the, the depth of heart connection between pastors and leaders is, is increasing dramatically. And you have to understand how critical that is. You've been, t- been taught so much lately about, about ecclesia and your authority, who you are in Christ. Well, obviously the ecclesia is huge, right? I mean, we're all parts of the ecclesia, parts of the body of Christ everywhere. But the way the Lord intended it, we're never going to see that huge outpouring we're longing to see unless we see ourselves as one body, as one family, as one huge ecclesia under Christ. So this is what's coming. And, I, and I, the reason why I'm so excited is that after this lull, there's no question over the last months, I would say half a year, months, and it seems to be escalating week by week, is, is the presence of God is increasing and increasing. And I'm finding people, myself included, are connecting to his heart so much easier again. So be encouraged, especially if you are one of those who's not been feeling the presence. You're like, man, I used to feel it. What's going on? Be encouraged. The, remember, I think, I think you, someone on the worship team, I think, just said this. You know, it's all about you, Jesus. It's not about me. That's, that's true. It is absolutely true. It is, he says, yeah, and it's about you too, because I love you in your mind. But it really is about when, when there's a move of God, when we start to see the harvest coming in because they're so hungry, it's because of something he's doing. And we are alive, you are alive at a great time in kingdom history. I just want to encourage you with that. All right, let's see where we're going. So this intimacy and authority is, is two sides of the same coin. The, our, the intimacy is 
is our identity. It's who we are as sons and daughters. It's who we are as the bride of Christ. I got to tell you, um, you know, I, I was praying up here before I, I came up here and I said, Lord, here I am. I'm your, I'm your son. I'm your boy. Meaning I'm here to encourage you and equip you with your authority as the ecclesia. But everything I do comes out of intimacy. And what that means for me personally is I already got an A plus before I stepped up here. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's not performance at all. What I'm saying is, is I know who my daddy says I am. I know what he thinks about me. This is true for all of us. This is where our, our authority actually takes root. And it's, this is, I'm going to share about this in a minute, but it's actually almost a little bit scary. He gives us authority, even if we don't have intimacy. I, I'm going to show you that. It's actually true. It's why Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, do you understand if you don't do this without love, it's a clanging symbol. It's a, it, you're going to hurt people because we actually have authority. Wow. And so this is why he's taking our hearts so deep. He's saying, I've given you authority, but it has to be paired with intimacy because you have to use my authority with my heart and with my love. All right. So we're going to look first at, and mostly today, at, at the intimacy part. And I, I'm going to use Paul, Paul's letter to Ephesians just because it's so brilliant. In, in Ephesians, he weds these two together over and over again, the intimacy and the authority. These, th- these four verses, I'm telling you, if you need identity, if you need an identity uh, upgrade, <laughs> I need to remember who I am. Read these four verses in as many translations as you can get your hands on because it is rich, rich, rich. And it starts off, verse 3, he says, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us. Do you see how there's no uh, performance in this? It's already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly father, the father of our Lord Jesus, all because he sees us wrapped into Christ. And this is why we celebrate him with all of our hearts, just like we were doing a few moments ago. This, by the way, is the Passion Translation. And uh, here's, here's the next verse. And he, we're still talking about the father right now. The father chose us to be his very own, joining us to himself, even before he laid the foundation of the universe. (laughs) See, we just zip by these things. Why are we zipping through these scriptures? Whoa, he even... He joined you to himself even before he laid the foundation of the universe. Because of his great love, he ordained us so that we would be seen as holy in his eyes with an unstained innocence. Some of you here this morning are saying, well, Brent, that's a great scripture, but you're not talking about me. Because if you knew my life, it's anything but holy. I don't feel innocent at all. And I'm saying to you, understand who your father says you are. This isn't about you being holy by yourself. You can't. It isn't about you trying, I'll just be really innocent today. Yeah, good luck on that one. This is about you receiving who the Father says you are. Wow, and the more you believe that, the more you walk out who you actually are. 
It is Christ in you, no more, no less. This is what it is. But let me go back to joining us to himself before he laid the foundations of the universe. What does that mean? Like, if you try to get this one with your brain, mm -mm. we try. Okay, let me think really hard on this one. Okay. Now, before the foundation of the earth, you were already joined to him. Now, I'm going to stop talking for a minute, and I'm going to pray. Whenever you get to something that's way, your spirit knows it's really good. Your brain's like, I have no idea what that means. It's a really good time to stop. And ask Holy Spirit to bring you revelation. This is what he loves to do. So do me a favor. Close your eyes for a moment. (laughs) And ask for his help. Holy Spirit, help me to understand this. Just ask him. Holy Spirit, help me. Help me to understand what does it mean that I belonged to my father before the foundation of the universe. Take us there, Holy Spirit. Wow, there's a scripture. Keep your eyes closed for a minute. There's a scripture where the Father says to us, I have loved you with an everlasting love. (laughs) The word everlasting means no beginning, no end. Holy Spirit, help us. Take us there. And so as you're in this place with Holy Spirit right now, whoa, I just want you to focus on the heartbeat of God for you. Just focus. (laughs) You've always been in the Father's love. Always. He has always loved you. He says to you, you're mine. You're mine. You're mine. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you, my child. Because you're mine. You've always been mine. And you will always be mine. And just here blessing of your father who says to each one of you in this room you are my beloved child you are the one that I always wanted I love you my son my daughter I love you I have always loved you and I tell you That everything I have is yours. I bless you. I bless you. I bless you, my child. 
And there's nothing you can do to earn this. I love you because you're mine for no other reason. And my heart for you will never change. And I tell you that you are enough. And that you measure up. No matter what anybody else has told you. My heart, my voice is the one that matters. I am your father. I am the one who made you. I am the one who has you. You belong to me. And you will always belong to me. Isn't that good? Sometimes we let our brains and too many words get in the way. (laughs) I want to encourage you to go back to that place as often as you can. I I wrote a book, Always Loved, You Are God's Treasure, Not His Project. It's in the um, bookstore later on if you're interested, along with um, devotionals uh, where you hear the Father's heart and then there's opportunity just to write. Write some things back to him. But I encourage you, whatever it is, keep going there. There's, there's no end to this journey of intimacy and the depth of knowing the Father's love for you. It just gets better and better and better. Just like a good marriage is the way God intended, is that it just takes time. You know, we all know there's ups and downs. Anybody who's been married for any length of time, you know there's ups and downs. But also there's the more we are connected to God's heart and the more we stay committed to this person God's given us. And I understand there's a lot of pain around you know, divorce and things like that. I understand that. So there's no condemnation here. I'm just saying the way God intended it is that over time, as we work through our own heart struggles, as we learn to appreciate someone who's different than us, it just gets richer and richer and richer. And I'm saying it's the same way with God. It's the same way with the Father, with Jesus, with Holy Spirit. We haven't really understood him the way he really is. It takes time. But the more we hang in there and the more even, you know, through our, through our days that aren't so good, we say, God, I, I don't really understand this, but I love you and I'm, I'm, I'm here with you. I believe what you say. It just gets richer and richer and richer over the years. So keep, keep going. Keep going. This is two, the last two verses that I want to read says in Ephesians 1 says it's always been in the Father's perfect plan to adopt us as his delightful children (laughs) through our union with Jesus, the anointed one, so that his tremendous love, why would he do that? So that his tremendous love that cascades over us would glorify his grace for the same love he has for his beloved one, Jesus, he has for us. The very same love. And this unfolding plan gives him and brings him great pleasure. Do you know why God blesses us? Because it gives him great delight to do so. (laughs) Why does he love us? Because he does, okay? (laughs) At some point, you're just going to have to say, this is the way it is. My daddy loves me. I can't help it. It's just the way it is. Right? I'm telling you, this is where freedom comes in. When you can get past that performance treadmill that is killing us. And was I good enough today? Did I pray enough today? 
No, it's much simpler than that. It's so simple that we're missing it. It's why Jesus says you have to be like a little kid, a little child. A little child who's around safe parents, they don't wonder if they can go run and jump into their arms, right? They just do it. This is where he's taking us. Now this, the word adoption there, when Paul used this word, it, it, it's actually a very weighty word, adoption, because, because how it was used in the Jewish culture was that adopted child was given all of the rights and the inheritance as, of the firstborn. Did you know that? That's weighty. In other words, it wasn't done haphazardly. It was very intentional. Why is that so important for you and for me that we're adopted? Because Jesus, in Colossians it says, is the firstborn of all creation. Are you getting this yet? We receive, as he is adopted ones, we receive the rights of the firstborn. Wasn't that always the deal? He takes our shattered, tattered, messed up lives and says, if you would just give me permission, I'm going to give you everything I am. That's the gospel. This is who you are. You have to know who you are, who Papa says you are. I have a video for you. Hope it makes you cry. I like to make people cry. <laughs> I love this video. And you can find it on YouTube, by the way. Just look up. I think adoption.com. It says something at the end, but but it's this beautiful story about a family. I'm going to set it up just for a second. And and uh, it's a family that adopts several children from around the world, most of them with different handicaps or or, or other challenges. And uh, I love it so much because on, it talks to our hearts on so many levels. This is about how God comes and finds us and adopts us. He's he's like the parents in this video, adopting us and saying, "You're mine." With all of our messed upness, with all of our own deficiencies, he says, you're mine, and I'm going to love you into health. I'm going to love you into who you really are. But it's also a story about how all of us together are the adopted ones, and we're part of a growing family around the world. Amen. So just be blessed by this. No matter what our past has been, that doesn't define us. I don't know if you heard that line. So what defines us? It's what the Father says. His, his truth is what defines us. And um, I, I forgot to mention this earlier when we were talking about his love for us always. But you know when um, people that we love uh, leave this earth, leave this body, and uh, don't, we, don't we say that they go home to be with the Lord? My question is, how can you go home if you haven't been there? Just something to think about. Just, I just think the story is a whole lot better than we know yet. Um, don't know, fully know what that means. But I do know that you're chosen, that you belong, that you're his. No matter what. No matter what. The, the next part, I'm going to go through this really fast because you have heard about this so many times, I believe, here. And about the authority part which is from Matthew 16. I just took the last couple of verses of it where Jesus says, you are Peter, the stone. This is after he said that Jesus is the Christ, the, the son of the living God. He says, you are Peter, the stone, and I will build my assembly, my ecclesia upon me, the rock, and Hades' gates will not triumph in an encounter with my assembly. He's making a declaration. He's like, it's not going to happen against my assembly. 
I will give you the keys to heaven's realm, and whatever you tie up on earth will have been tied up in the heavenly places, and whatever you release on earth will have been released in the heavenly places. This is from the source New Testament, by the way. If you want a really good, really good uh, New Testament that really gets into the Greek words, I love this one, the source. So this is our authority Uh, One of the places where Jesus shows us our authority. Again, I'm not going to go into any depth in that. But I wanted to read one other scripture about um, from uh, John chapter 4. Sorry, John chapter um, 14. Another place where he talks about our authority. What does this really mean? What, What do we have the authority to do? And Jesus says, I tell you this timeless truth. The person who follows me in faith, believing in me, will do the same mighty miracles that I do, even greater miracles than these, because I go to be with my Father. For I will do whatever you ask me to do when you ask me in my name. And that is how the Son will show what the Father is really like and bring glory to him. Ask me anything in my name, and I will do it. This scripture came alive to me uh, many years ago, many, many years ago, when um, about 30 years ago, when Suzanne's father died of a heart attack. We raced over. He was only 49 years old. We raced over to the house. The paramedics were still working on him. And um, I did not have the understanding I have now about my authority in Christ and what we can do. But we were there, and it was just a horrific situation. Um, he ended up dying. They could not bring him back to life. And I, it really took me into a crisis of, of faith, of what is it that I really believed. I had been a believer for a long time. I just didn't really know my authority. I didn't understand what was available to me. Could I have done something different in that situation? I don't know. You know, we often look back in life and wonder, what if I'd known what I know now back then? Would it have mattered? I don't know. But what it did is it caused me, it drew me much deeper into my father, asking these questions, what do I have the authority to do? And this is one of the verses that just came to life in me. And I had to come to grips with with either I believe or I don't believe what God says. And I came to a conclusion that I believed him. I believed that he actually meant this. It wasn't just a nice, polite, I don't know, encouraging thing to say to us. He really meant it. And so I began to pray in a very different way for healing. And I began to see astounding miracles. One of the first ones, I can't get into details because of time, but one of the first ones was a, a woman who had a broken back since she was a teenager and it had never set properly, so she kept re-injuring it. And this was another time she was, it was re-injured. She was in a full brace, you know, a hard brace and in, in extreme pain. And uh, I began to pray for her. I talked to her about the love of God, and I began to pray for her. And as I prayed for her, this is one of the first people I ever prayed for. We're talking, you know, close to 30 years ago. And as I prayed for her, literally bones started popping and moving in her back. I could, we could hear them. We could feel them. It was bizarre. For someone that had never experienced this, it actually was freaky. I'm like, what is going on? Then she starts crying, and I'm thinking, oh, no. She's worse. This is terrible. What did I do? And um, and she says, "There's no pain." And she literally started dancing around around the room, and I mean, she and and crying and weeping and saying, "I can't believe my father loves me this much." 
It's one of the first miracles I've seen. I've seen hundreds and hundreds of miracles. But they didn't happen until I actually started to believe what God said about my authority. Now, remember that two-sided coin I was talking about, authority and intimacy, right? And if you don't use this authority with his heart, you can actually hurt people. And I, I'm, this is a part of my story I wish I didn't share, have to share, but it's part of my story, which is I understood my authority. I went after that, and I certainly loved God, and I knew some of his heart, but I was in my late 20s then. I was not where I'm at right now in my understanding of the Father's heart. And so I can also tell you that, that I hurt people too. Uh, there was a lot more judgment in my heart back then. And, and it, I don't think it's what we mean to do. We, we're trying to follow the Lord, and then somehow, if we don't understand his heart of compassion and mercy and grace, we, we suddenly judge ourselves and others around us, sometimes very harshly. All in the name of trying to help them out. But the problem is, is it does a lot of damage. And so I'm just, I'm just being super honest with you so that you understand this is a process. It doesn't all come together at once. And somehow God in his tenderness, his kindness, his mercy, he knows all that. He sees all this from start to finish. He knows where he's taking you. And somehow he doesn't look at us and go, really? Okay, I'm going to pull the plug on your authority. You can't have that anymore. He doesn't do that. He's, you know what he does sometimes though is he shows us after the fact and says, ooh, that, ouch. You sure you really wanted to do that? We've experienced that, right? Later on, we're going, dang, I wish I hadn't done that. That's all part of a journey. He's showing us. He's saying, yeah, that really wasn't my heart. You had some good intentions, but you need more of my heart. Because actually what, what we're supposed to do is love people the way the Father loves us. And how do you know the difference between judgment and discernment? I hear that all the time from people. Well, guess what? The closer you get... To the one who's in you, the more you're going to know the difference. I know that's a broad answer, but it's actually the true one. You know, we want the book to tell us which is which. No, actually, the closer you get to his heart, yeah, there's times he gives you discernment, so you're like, oop, this is not good, this is not safe, perfectly right. But sometimes when it crosses over into judgment, he says, ooh, 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 no, that's not what we're doing. He'll show you. And so, in when we ask for things in his name, he will do it. What does in his name mean? With my heart, understanding my ways, one with me. This is how we move in his authority. You see, it's always connected with intimacy. Here's another one that connects the two. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, then you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, without intimacy, you can do nothing. It doesn't mean we can't do anything. It just means you can't do things that are going to bear any good kingdom fruit. We've got to stay connected in with him. In the Passion Translation, I am the sprouting vine and you're the branches. And as you live in union with me as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. But when you live separated from me, you are powerless. Okay? So again, the two sides of the coin. I am... The Lord's been bringing me back again. He, there's seasons where he brings us back into deeper intimacy. And he says, okay, you were doing good, but you kind of been straying a little a bit away from the point of all this, which is deep heart connection. Recently, I got reconnected with a book I had read years ago. It's, it's Experiencing the Depths of Jesus Christ by Madame Guion. G-U-Y-O-N. I'm telling you so you can find this later if you want to get reconnected. 
And the point of that book is how, again, we make it way too complicated and we're in our heads far too much trying to find Jesus when he is right here. Always. <laughs> He's right here. Always. And so when we're trying to find him and all of a sudden we have stray thoughts and sometimes even thoughts that we know aren't the Lord, they feel evil to us. And we sit there and we try to do battle against these thoughts and we're like, get away from me in Jesus' name. This book will show you, no, 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 no. You're wasting energy. He's right here. It's so simple we miss it. That, that happened in worship today. I don't even remember what it was. There started some stray thoughts, and I started thinking, I mean, they weren't awful thoughts. I'm just saying stray thoughts. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, I'm here to enjoy you. But I was still trying to, like, push these away. And I went, wait, wait, wait. You're right here. And then instantly, <laughs> whoosh, there's Jesus. Like anything, it actually requires that we try things out. Like anything you get good at it, you do it by practicing. Yeah. Only Holy Spirit will help you. Yeah. But I'm just saying, if you don't get it right away, it's okay. There's mercy, there's grace. But just go back to saying, Jesus, help me know you're right here. That was experiencing the depths of Jesus Christ, Madame Guillaume. All right. Believe it or not, in a few minutes, I'm going to wrap all this up. We're going to go through uh, just a couple of scriptures from Ephesians 1 and 3. And we're gonna, I'm going to show you how all of this comes together. Authority and intimacy. Jesus alone, this is Ephesians 1, 22 and 23 from the Passion. Jesus alone is the leader and the source of everything needed in the ecclesia, his gathering. God has put everything beneath the authority of Jesus Christ and has given him the highest rank above all others. And now we, his ecclesia, are his body on the earth and that which fills him who is being filled by it. That is a crazy statement. And it actually is very accurate to the Greek. And the, the uh, footnote down below on that one is, as we are those who are filled completely by Christ, we also complete or fill him. What a wonderful and humbling mystery is revealed in this verse. So going on into Ephesians 3. The purpose of this was to unveil before every throne and rank of angelic order in the heavenly realm God's full and diverse wisdom revealed through the ecclesia. This is not just for us. It's not just for the harvest people that don't know Jesus yet. Actually, angels are peering in and watching in utter amazement that God shows us and that we are representing him on the earth. This perfectly wise plan was destined from eternal ages and fulfilled completely in our Lord Jesus Christ so that now we have boldness through him and boldness through him, boldness, authority, through him, intimacy, and free access as kings before the Father. Access as kings, that's authority before the Father, always in connection. Because of our complete confidence in Christ's faithfulness. That confidence, that's our authority. But it's all because of Christ's faithfulness. We're connected in with him. Paul does this over and over and over again. So I kneel. This is, this is the ending. It's the last prayer in here. This is all bringing him to his knees. He is stunned. Paul is stunned. And he's trying his best through, you know, through writing to, to bring this across. And I know as an author, it's harder 
sometimes to write than just to talk to people. I can just get my heart right out there talking. Writing's different. And Paul's doing his best. He's like, you guys, you have to understand. Every time I get swept up in the reality of who we are, our intimacy, our authority, it drives me. It, I fall to my knees before the Father, our, our Father of our Lord Jesus, the Messiah, the perfect Father of every father and child in heaven and on earth. And I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and his favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. This is where I want to get you to join me, okay? Uh, I apologize. That was all on here. It was really good, too. There's that one. I'm realizing I'm doing it here and not for you. I apologize. There it is. And here it is. But I'm going to turn this into a prayer. All right? It's the very same scripture. I wanted you to see that, that it's the exact same scripture. I'm just turning it into a prayer. And I want to encourage us together. We're going to pray this together. Whoa. Okay, I'm going to actually back this up one. There we go. It's going to be a prayer for yourself first, and then we're going to pray it as, as his people together. Hmm. Can you advance one? I don't know why I'm not getting to the one I want. There we go. Okay. The other day I was, uh, yesterday I was going, I was looking at this and um, reading through this and suddenly I was gripped, I mean gripped by God's spirit and sobbing over this. And, and it wasn't because of something my brain was getting. It had nothing to do with that. I've read this scripture so many times Something right in that moment got into my spirit. And I started to grasp the immensity of what Paul was crying out for us. And so I'm just praying for all of us. Holy Spirit, help us to get the immensity and the depth of this, even as we're declaring it. So would you pray with me? And if you want to, if you, I know you're all in chairs and stuff, but even leaning up on your chair, I'm just going to kneel as we pray it. Wow. So would you just join me? Father, I kneel humbly in awe before you. Unveil within me the unlimited riches of your glory and favor until supernatural strength floods my innermost being with your divine might and explosive power. Take it deeper, Holy Spirit. Pray it again with me. Father, I kneel humbly in awe before you. Unveil within me the unlimited riches of your glory and favor until supernatural strength floods my innermost being with your divine might and explosive power. Thank you, Father. 
Could you go to the next slide and would you stand with me? We're going we're gonna to say this one more time. But we're going to do this as the body of Christ together, as his co-accepted ones. Oh, if you want. <laughs> his chosen ones, his, his assembly together. So let's say this together. Father, we kneel humbly in awe before you. Unveil within us the unlimited riches of your glory and favor until supernatural strength floods our innermost being with your divine might and explosive power. Holy Spirit, we agree, we agree, we agree. Father, we acknowledge that everything that happens is, happens because of your spirit. It happens because of grace. And God, we're saying, and I'm saying, God, we are alive at such an amazing time in kingdom history. And we're saying, God, thank you that this is a year where we're going to know intimacy in a way we've never known it before. You're going to draw us in. We're at living in an incredible time. And Father, thank you that at the same time, we're going to understand our authority at a depth we have never known before. And Paul ends, he says, then by constantly using our faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside us and the resting place of his love that's the intimacy, will become the very source and root of our lives. And now we offer up to God, he ends the whole prayer this way, we offer up to God all of the glorious praise that rises from every ecclesia in every generation through Jesus Christ and all that will yet be manifest through time and eternity. Can we all say amen? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We hope you enjoyed this message. For more messages like this, please subscribe and thank you for listening.